0: Welcome in to another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. I'm your host, D.P. Sithu. Happy March. Happy International Woman's Day. If you're listening on the day the podcast drops, today is March 8th and it's International Women's Day. But you know what? Even if you're listening after March 8th, it's cool because it's National Women's History Month all of March. So um, I think that should give you a little clue as to what this podcast is about. It's a, it's about really cool women. And I'm not just talking about myself. I'm talking about Candace Mayberry. She is the Senior Community Relations Manager for the Houston Texans. And, you know, I know it's the offseason. I know we want to talk about football. But every now and then, I think there's some important stuff that uh, that is kind of cool to highlight and especially as in light of... Being a month where we talk about women, I really wanted to have a woman on the podcast. And even if you're not a woman, even if you're just someone listening and you're curious about careers in the NFL, uh, let me just say that this interview is one example of all the different ways that you can work for a professional team, and it may be one that you didn't even a job that you didn't even know existed. So it really taps into people's strengths. Um, a lot of the different jobs that are available within uh, an NFL team, such as the Houston Texans. So I think it's kind of a cool listen, if especially if you want to sort of. Know know how things get done uh, within the team, especially when you see players out and about in the community. Candace is really responsible for coordinating um, a lot of the efforts in the community, especially, you know, when it comes to dealing with some of our community partners like the YMCA and, and the kids there and and bringing our Houston Texans legends, who are our former players, um, into into the community and, and sort of connecting them with our fans and, and, and people out in the community that are underserved. So she does a great job great job with connecting people from various areas different backgrounds her background is very diverse as well because this was not something she thought she'd be doing when she started with the texans and and she's taken a little bit of a winding path to get where she is now, not unlike my own, so it's 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 definitely a cool listen. And I a lot of these things I, about Candace and how she got here, I didn't know as well. So um, it's, it's a, a good listen, even if uh, you were expecting something football-related, because it is football-related. It is about the Houston Texans, and when you see them out and about in the community, uh, you get a glimpse into what sort of goes into it, and some of the people that work behind the scenes to make big community events and, and community initiatives happen, people like Candice Mary, Mary. So without... Further ado, let's get right into the podcast. It's brought to you by Xfinity, and Xfinity XY gives you the speed, coverage, control, and security you need for the ultimate in home Wi Fi experience. Score with internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of the Houston Texans and proud partner of the Deep Slant podcast. Here she is, Candice Mayberry, Senior Community Relations Manager for the Houston Texans. I work with Candace a ton and it just recently dawned on me like, you know what, Candace, I've never actually interviewed for the Deep Slant and March is Women's Month. It's International Women's Day and I really wanted to sit down with you. You and I have worked on some really cool initiatives together, but first things first, for people that don't know what you might do, can you give a brief description of what your job is? for the Sure,
1: Texans? absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super, super excited to be here. So again, Candace Mayberry, Senior Community Relations Manager for the Houston Texans. So I say my job is a little bit of this, a little bit of that, whole bunch of everything. I am responsible for a lot of our community relations initiatives. I work with a team of four other people in our department. Um, some of the pieces of the pie that belong to me are our um, cancer awareness initiatives, so a lot of our breast cancer awareness things, our partnership with United Way. Let's see what else is there. There's some other things that I do. Some of our foundation events, um, I kind of partner with our foundation team on those things. And then the probably the biggest chunk of my role is um, legends coordinator for all of our Houston Texans legends, which is our former players. anybody who was a form who has played for the Texans from 2002 to, anytime recently, who recently retired, I serve as their contact to the organization and to the league for anything they may be looking for or any resources they may need.
0: All right. So I used to do a podcast a few years ago called I Want Your Job. And I feel like a lot of people may hear this and want your job. Okay. Is this how you started with the Texans? Did you start at this position? Did it sort of morph into this over the years? And and is this kind of what you thought that you might be doing when you joined the Texans? So that's a very loaded question
1: um, that I'm happy to explain. It is not. Um, I actually started off uh, as an administrative assistant to the community development department in 2008. Um, I was hired by a lady who had just recently gotten a job here and she and I had met a couple of times. She thought I was really organized and she wanted me to come in and be the, the assistant to the department. Great. No problem. So she didn't last very long here, um, only for personal reasons. And so from there, she'd hired staff of like, there were a total of three of us. Um, She hired us and we just were kind of here trying to figure this thing out. And from there, we moved around from a couple of different departments. But in in the moving moving and the transition, I became a coordinator, marketing and community development coordinator. And then I assumed some more responsibilities. Then my position moved into just the community development department. And from there, I've just kind of been growing and striving and taking on more responsibilities and adding more to my piece of the pie since then. So was this how it started? No, absolutely not. Was it what I expected? Absolutely not. I jokingly tell people, I thought I was going to be here for about five years, you know, do this thing for five years, see what it's like. I wasn't a huge sports fan. I've actually learned sports since I've been here. I probably shouldn't say that on a podcast, but I've actually learned more about sports since I've been here. But I was like, oh, I'll be here five years, you know. Now I'm on like five years times three, Uh, 14, going into my 14th season. I'm still here. So still loving it. So no, it was not how I thought it would start. Um, but I'm definitely glad it's where it's at. Yeah, it's one of those how it started versus how it's going memes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly I feel like what it is. exactly uh, what it
0: is. You, you talk about community development. You may not have been passionate about sports, but I feel like you were so passionate about community development in your contacts. I, I know recently we had the winter storm freeze and, mm-hmm. and you helped organize five food trucks in the third ward. You've got a lot of contacts. And, and that seems to be um, a really big passion of yours is giving back to the community. So give us a little bit of background. You grew up in Houston, correct? You're, sure. you're really well connected. Uh, well, thank you. Community.
1: I appreciate that. I often tell I people they, they didn't hire me because I know uh, football. They hired me because I know community. I am a native Houstonian, been here all my life. Uh, my parents our native Houstonians, we just I'm one of three kids, um, went to high school here, went to college at Prairie View, A&M University, yay for PD, and just have done a few different things. Um, prior to me getting with the Texans, I've worked in politics, i worked on a couple of city council races, i worked on a congressional campaign, i worked for a Chamber of Commerce, I've done a little bit of this, a little bit of that, whole bunch of, a lot of stuff. But it kind of boils down to something my mother and I always talk about is exposure. My parents exposed us to a lot of different things. Um, I've been a member of the rodeo for 16 years on various committees. So some of my connections come from there. Some of my connections come from my political campaigns and just being in the community. A lot of the things that I've done have just put me, you know, on the front lines of working with people and communities and community leaders. So I've just kind of you know, grab a contact here, grab a contact here, grab a contact here. And it's brought me to where I am today. Kind of going back to the story I mentioned about the lady who initially hired me. She and I, I think met a couple of times, only a couple of times. And from there, she decided I should come work for her. So I think that's kind of where it just comes from is, you know, knowing that people here, knowing people there, bringing them all together and pulling them to up to the next place that you, um, you go to.
0: Well, you and I worked on a really cool initiative. You were actually leading this initiative and you had this vision for it, uh, the Black History Month um, initiative for the Houston Texans. It was was something that was geared towards people within the organization, the employees, to sort of teach them about Black history in Houston specifically, because I think a lot of people may know some things about Black history. They may know about history in Houston. They may not know about Black history in Houston. And so you had a committee of people. You had this vision. You had these really amazing speakers and guests that you lined up. I was helping in the sense that I was moderating these sessions. And I really had a crash course on black history in Houston, because I felt like I started at b- beginner level. And by the end of it, I felt like I learned so much just in the initial research in the moderate and the sessions that we moderated. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people got stuff out of it. We, we're going to have links um, to it up on HoustonTexans.com, But Talk a little bit about that, why that was so important for you when you got the vision for that, because I know Black History Month every single year, we celebrate it, but this was really different in the way that, that we um, exposed the employees and, and ourselves to what Black History in Houston really means.
1: Absolutely. So every year I've been tasked with figuring out how we're going to, as an organization, commemorate, celebrate, acknowledge Black History Month. And it's typically something that we've done with one of our community partners, whether it's taking kids from the YMCA to see a play at the Ensemble Theater, one of the um, only African-American theaters in the country. Or one year, when the Super Bowl was here, there was a traveling exhibit of um, Hall of Famers from HBCUs. So we took some of some football players from local football teams to see that exhibit with some of the Hall of Famers in the area and our legends. So every year we've done something different. Last year, we went to go see a play about the Green Book. And then we took the kids to a place that had been featured in the Green Book. If you don't know what the Green Book is, i tell you to definitely Google it, look it up. You'll be very, very surprised and enlightened about what exactly it was. But we took kids to see a play about it. And then we took them to a location that was actually featured in the Green Book and kind of gave them that authentic Green Book experience. And so from there, was the thought was, okay, this is cool. We should do more like this. And how can we get the staff involved a little bit more? And so to be perfectly honest, DP, after everything that happened last year with all the social injustice that happened in the year 2020 and then the pandemic, and just 2020 gave us everything, it seems like, last year. It really did. Um, yeah, absolutely. My thought was, how do we take this external thing that we do and and bring it in internally. And the more I started thinking about it, I grew up in Houston in third ward, which is predominantly African-American. And I started thinking, you know, people ask me all the time, what's, what's a third ward? What's fourth ward? What what are the wards about? And I said, well, you know, maybe that's a good opportunity. This is a good opportunity to do some black history here locally. Um, A lot of people, politicians, educators, musicians, celebrities have come from the Houston area, but we don't often tell those stories. So I thought this would be a great opportunity for us to kind of have Black History in Houston 101 and share it with our, with our staff. And I'll be honest with you, I've um, been here all my life. I learned a lot. I learned quite a bit during the process of us planning this event. So I'm very thankful that uh, everyone was very receptive to it and that people enjoyed it and learned a lot.
0: I think the coolest part of all of it was even after learning about it every single day, at the end of the, the week, um, you guys had these celebrate Black History boxes that were distributed. And, you know, I wish I could take credit for it, but you and, 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 and this was the entire committee, you know, everyone who had their role in reaching out to Black-owned businesses and putting things in the box from different Black-owned businesses locally, because there's a lot of great businesses out there. There's a lot of great products. People just don't know about them. And then there was a list of uh, businesses that you can, that you can go to if you like the products in the box. One of my favorite things was the multicultural crayons, the crayons (laughs) of different skin colors. I mean, such a small thing. Yeah. And I, and I thought, and I gave it to my youngest because he's, he's still at that age where he colors and stuff. And I thought, you know, growing up in school, like there's so many of us that were like, um, I don't, orange or yellow does not apply to me (laughs) and brown doesn't apply to me, but it was this beautiful. And and my son, he put the crayons on his skin and we picked which one uh, matched his skin. And I was, I just thought it was such a, it was just such a nice box uh full of full of everything so to me i think that was a great bow on all of it uh, i want to ask you about cecil shorts because i know that they sort of tricked you into doing this podcast <laughs> you thought you were coming into the po- you are doing the podcast now but I am. Um, we sort of did a little trickery on miss candace mayberry we told her that she was doing the podcast but really you got a very special message from cecil shorts who's now a texan's legend helped to moderate the black uh history month initiative what was what was that about candace
1: So I definitely was tricked. These people are tricky, guys. I was surprised with a message from Cecil Shorts III. Cecil Shorts is one of our Texans legends. He was with our team for a couple of years. He's been a legend probably for three or four years. And he's absolutely amazing. I mean, there are some guys, Cecil is one of them, that I can call and say, hey, can you do this tomorrow at 3 o'clock? And they're like, yeah, let me figure it out. I'll definitely be able to do it. I can make it happen. Um, and Cecil is one of those guys that he can definitely make it happen no matter how late or how early I call. But his message was super, super sweet and super, super surprising. And I'm a hard person to surprise, but it was just really him expressing how appreciative and how grateful he is for my role um, with the Legends community and how passionate I am about the group and making sure they get the th- the things that they need and making sure they have a connection with the organization. So it was very, very heartfelt very, very shocked. I was not expecting it. Um, but I'm just appreciative that that you know that message. Cecil was able to record that message and share his kind words with me. So it was it was neat.
0: You do a lot for the legends community. I know a few years ago when Andre Johnson was inducted into the ring of, of Honor, it was like a week of festivities and every single it seemed like every single player that had ever walked the halls of Energy Stadium, former player was back in the building because obviously Andre's career spanned such a long time. Right. Um, so what was, what was planning that week? Like what did you learn from it and, and how fun is it for you to get to work with these Texans legends?
1: So the week and the weekend was amazingly crazy and chaotic, but fun all at the same time. That was probably my interaction. That was when we kind of launched our Texans legends community to align it with the NFL legends community was that, was that in 2017 and a lot of things happened that year. You know, we, we created a ring of honor. We um, launched our homecoming weekend. We launched our Texans legends community that all happened Mm -hmm. all at the same time. So it was a lot, it was my first opportunity to meet some of these guys whose names I had seen. We had um, that particular weekend um, in celebrating Andre. We had someone from every year participate that weekend. We had about 85 guys here that weekend. Wow. We had someone from every team from 2002 up until like 2015 represented that weekend, which was great. I mean, some of the names, again, I just seen on paper and I'm like, oh, that's so-and-so. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then I realized that they were so excited that we were, had launched this Legends community and launched our homecoming weekend. And they were so excited to be with each other. I think that was my favorite part. And it's always my favorite part about homecoming weekend is how excited they are to be with each other. It's just, it's, it's, it's kid in the candy store. It's, it's, it's homecoming, high school homecoming times 95. <laughs> like it's just crazy <laughs> because it's just, it's at like, the, the NFL guys, level. Exactly.
0: It's homecoming at the NFL level.
1: Exactly. Oh, the guys are all getting together and the guys are really getting together and having a good time, which is the best part about it. So they really, really appreciate us having that weekend
0: every year and being able to reconnect with the organization and reconnect with each other. Yeah because this is this is ongoing right every year at homecoming you bring back I've seen former players watching practice I mean in a non-covid year obviously coming right practice you know having lunch or or seeing them at the game it's 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 really cool and you mentioned your favorite part of that week what about your favorite part of your job overall Candace? if you had to say what the favorite part of your job is and and maybe what's the most uh, but what's the least favorite what's the most challenging part of your job I'm going <laughs> to I end would with say that. I would say the my
1: favorite part, and it's, it's more of a broad thing, is connecting. You know, whether it's connecting players with organizations in the community, us connecting with communities or different people, it's the part that we get to connect with people, whether it's our season ticket members, whether it's, you know, an underserved community, whether it's our little fans, it's, it's the connection, it's connecting, and then the connection that we have within the organization. And this is a very, very special place to work. Um, it's much, I explain it much like a family. Much like a family, you know, some days you don't like your little cousin over there, you know, in whatever, whatever department. (laughs) But two hours later, it's like nothing ever happened, but it's very much a family atmosphere here, and I love it. Least favorite thing? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to people people like, oh, I love everything. I won't say <laughs> that,
0: but I, I don't I don't know. I, I think- Or challenging. You know, what are some of the, like, I think a lot of people think it's so glamorous to work in professional sports, but there are definitely, there are definitely challenges to working in such a fast-paced environment like this. So you know what? Maybe the now, challenging part of- You know what? Now that you say it
1: like that, what I will say is it's a challenge, and I think it's a challenge that we all kind of learn to adapt to, is that it's a grind. It's a fast paced grind. You know, football season is real fast. It's like August 1st and then there's January 3rd. And you're like, what you're happened blinked. in between? Right. Yeah, you're like, what happened in between? I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a grind. And if you're not prepared for the grind, I think sometimes you can get lost in it or that becomes a really big challenge. But it is very fast paced. Very, very fast paced is what I would say about it. Um, but if you're like me, I thrive on fast paced. I, I, I'm a, I'm a person, I'm a little bit of a procrastinator, a little bit, a little bit, just a little bit, but, um, I thrive on that. So I think it's, I think that's kind of where you kind of, you, you swim or sink in, in, in this profession is that if you can't keep up with the grind of it or the fast pacing of it, it may not necessarily be for you.
0: Yeah. I, you know what, you're a little bit of a procrastinator, but I think you thrive in this because if someone throws a big project at you, like the, the night of, or the day before it's no big deal because you probably would have waited till then to start it anyway. Like someone like me who likes to plan everything out, I would start getting heart palpitations that I don't have like 48 hours. I don't have time to make a plan, a flow chart, a, a spreadsheet. But I, you know what? I think um, there's something to be said for procrastinating because that's you just sort of are always in that mode of operating. You're like, oh, cool. We got to get five food trucks out to the third ward. <laughs> no problem. It'll be done tomorrow. My head was still spinning after, <laughs> after seeing that that got put together as quickly as it did. Yeah, it was.
1: That one was a real quick turnaround. But I mean, I think a day and a half before it, I was like, "Okay, I'm done. We did everything, everything. This is checked. This is checked. And I'm done.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, you know what? We're done here. But Candace, uh, I really had I really enjoyed working with you, especially on Black History Month. And I've enjoyed working throughout the throughout the years that I've been with the Texans. I apologize. It's taken me this long to get you on the podcast. Hey, you know what? It will not be the last. I promise you that.
1: I'm here now and I want to publicly thank you. You didn't just moderate a session. You actually did some research there. And when you wrote those articles, I was like, look at DP. She actually opened up. And then look, I learned something here. Oh my God, I didn't even know this. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all your work with the Black History Month series. I really, really appreciate you taking
0: it seriously and knocking it out. I, I loved it. And I think it should be an annual thing. So I'll put that on your calendar for next year because I'm sure you're going to bring it back. It'll be even better than this year so call me january 25th and i'll (laughs) make sure it happens oh and and we're doing it tomorrow okay great right exactly (laughs) all right candace always a pleasure uh best of luck the rest of the year and everything you've got coming coming out thank you thanks for having me bye friends bye all right and we did reference a surprise that uh candace got from us with uh, cecil shorts thanking her for everything that she she's done and if uh, you're listening to this podcast that video is also available to watch as well as some other surprises uh, for women that work for the Texans that's up on HoustonTexans.com so some really a uh, really nice way to say thanks to some really important people within the organization that maybe don't always get uh, their their day in the spotlight because they're trying to raise other people up all the time so be sure to check that out and be sure to check out HoustonTexans.com because I know free agency is coming up and a lot of different things are, are moving in, in place as the league prepares for the new league year coming up here in March as well. It's a big month. It's an important month. So be sure to check out uh, HoustonTexans.com every single day. We've got the stories and the coverage that you're going to want to see as as we hit free agency. And and in the meantime, Texans All Access, 6 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, Mark Vandermeer and John Harris bring you the day-to-day news and stories and and great interviews and more. So uh, with that, thank you so much for listening. That's, that's going to do it for the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. As always, stay safe out there and go Texans.